I'm Jordan Weitzman, and you're listening to Magic Hour. On a recent trip passing through Milan, I stopped into Mi Camera to talk to Julia Zorzi about her legendary bookshop. She started in 2003 with Flavio Franzoni and has since become one of the best photo bookstores in the world. Just something really special about it, the way that the shop looks and feels, the front room with new titles and the back room, more like a history of the photo book museum where you could find a range of the classics. Julia has become a fixture in the photo book community and hers and Flavio's efforts have supported and promoted many of the photographers who've been on this show. Mi Camera became a gallery too and a venue for workshops with photographers from around the world who passed through. It's a pretty incredible place if you haven't been. We sat down in the grotto, the basement of the store, dimly lit, where Julia told me about her early days working in music. We'll do a testing. Yeah, just like that. Just like that? Just like that. That's wow, easy. You, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> you sound great. You have a very good radio voice. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was my dream, actually. Really? Yeah. To be on the radio? To be on the radio. Really? Yeah, well, yeah Flavia and myself, we used to play making the radio when we met. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. What did you want to do? You wanted to have a show? To have a show. Yeah, music. And it's funny because you and Flavio met at a record store, right? We did, yes. First of all, Flavio is your partner. Was er, my he partner. He was your partner. Yes. Okay. What's the history with you guys? Uh, we met in the record store, yeah. which was not a, you know, a very special record store. I think it inspired Mikamera a lot. It was really a beautiful record store. The owners were really, they knew everything about music, so you would go there to discover new music, to buy, to buy CDs or LPs back then that you didn't know about. You mm -hmm. know? So you went to discover things. And that's where we met. Hmm. We were both uh, uh, customers of the store. But you were both you were both into music. Like you were you were hanging out at the record store. How did photography come into play? Like how did you, where was that interest? Uh, it was Flavio. Uh, huh. Flavio worked also as a photographer for um, music magazine. Mm -hmm. He had rehearsal rooms and he liked photography a lot. Hmm. So I really knew nothing about photography back then. Well, I had been to a few exhibitions, but that was it. And. Um, and then uh, one day we, you know, for a complicated series of events, we <laughs> found ourselves with a very small baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was not complicated. <laughs> and and uh, we thought a job. And we were thinking of what to do in our lives. And it's a very, it, it was a beautiful period of our life. You know, we were very much in love. And we felt very, we were very young, mm -hmm. uh, felt very positive. Uh, <laughs> optimistic uh, very optimistic uh -huh. and we really wanted to do something uh, together that we loved both and Flavio came up with the idea of selling photo books and we found a shop just in the same building where we are now hmm. uh, it was very small 24 square meters mm, very small uh, very small and um, next to us the owner of our place we rented the place the owner had the shop next door a furniture shop which was perfect because we started very early inviting artists to the book signings which was also something pretty unusual especially in photography no one had done it at least in Italy I'm not sure about other places and we could do it in his shop 
in the furniture shop because he had chairs so people mm. could sit down <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know and listen to photographers speaking i remember we had nine chairs at the beginning uh-huh. and uh, you remember like, nine yeah because ferdinando shanna the italian photographer he came for a talk about photo books uh-huh. and he, he counted the chair i remember <laughs> that he was saying it's really nice to be in a place for nine people <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's how it started huh Interesting. And did Flavio, did he have, was he, did he already have very eccentric tastes and he knew a lot about lots of things? Did he have a big collection of books? No, we didn't have a big collection huh. of books because we couldn't even afford it back then. So it was also a way to buy the <laughs> books because, you know, you felt less guilty in buying books yeah. that you were supposed to sell. Right. And uh, he, for the first year between 2002 and 2003, uh, I was working. I used to work at La Scala back then. Uh, what was La Scala? The Opera House in Milan, huh. at Teatro La Scala. What did you do there? Uh, I, I was working in the um, record store of La Scala huh. back then. In that period of my life, I changed many jobs. In uh-huh. that period, I was working at La Scala, which was a beautiful job, because you could see the operas every night wow. and the concerts. Yeah, it was amazing. So anyway, I was working, we had the baby, and Flavio was studying. He was, you know, uh, he was uh, buying books and catalogs and uh, studying uh, catalogs, basically. Hmm. And then I was good at organizing things. It was a skill I had. I had been working in that, in other, you know, in the music field. Um, and uh, I spoke English and German and French, so that was kind of helpful. And uh, my job was to find a way to get the books over. At the beginning, we used to buy from Strand Bookstore in New York. Really? The first books, yeah. Directly, like, uh, huh? Uh, yeah, I remember the first really, you know, I remember these books arriving. And the first very special thing is uh, uh, the book of 101 books that mm-hmm. we bought in the trade edition from Strand Bookstore. And they did a mistake and they sent us the very special edition, you know, with the leather Mm-hmm. I still have it. Wow. <laughs> and that we were so happy. <laughs> I hope they won't ask me <laughs> to give it back now. Maybe I shouldn't say it. You know. And uh, that's how we, that's how Flavio started studying. Hmm. And, uh, and he's very gifted uh, in uh, also music and in photography as well. Simply, I think. Like encyclopedic knowledge, very... But very talented in... Uh, uh, in uh, understanding when a book is good ah. or when a record is good for the most different reasons. So mm. he doesn't have a, uh, a particular style, you would say, or category. He understands when something is good. That's, yeah. you know, yeah. he's really talented in that. So H- have you figured out what that is yet? How? Not yet. No? Is, I think it is... Like if, or, or what that is for him. Like, do you know when he's going to like a book? Oh, uh sort of uh-huh. i mean we've, we've been living together for almost 20 years so i think i know uh, i can understand but not completely hmm. still surprises me still uh, surprises you and generally has uh, and generally you know chooses the right thing mm-hmm. and this is very important because books cannot be returned so when you buy a book <laughs> <laughs> you keep it yeah <laughs> and if you're not good at buying books it's a disaster economically Mm-hmm. So um, now it's a little easier because Mikama is, uh, you know, a bit bigger, a bit bigger, much bigger than the beginning, of course. 
and you can make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, we, we couldn't really make many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And this is what? This is like 20 years ago? This is, uh, yeah, it was, was, he started studying and buying in 2002. 2002. Then the shop opened to the public 2003. Do you feel like, do you remember that time as a very different time? Or is it like, has it been a progression? No, no, it's totally different. It's totally like speaking different. of another century. Really? But for, uh, for all things, you know, for, for photo books, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, you know, trying to find ways to buy books. And it was kind of easy in a way because you had few distributors. So you bought, and, and, and few publishers, mm-hmm. much less than today. So you could kind of organize things once you understood how it, you know, how it, how it was structured. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you, you could organize things pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And also there was a non-written rule about the discount you had, the conditions, the payments. Now, every time I have the feeling I have to re Renegotiate? Uh, renegotiate, a mm-hmm. discount. And of course, it's easier now for me because I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I can go quicker. But you, if, if I had to start today and open a bookshop today, it would be really difficult. Mm. Even to understand what is right, what is wrong. I have a very clear idea now mm-hmm. what I can ask. Mm. What are the conditions? I know how much a book costs, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a fair thing? Yeah. And it must be also, um, I'm just thinking about how you're, I mean, you've been in business for over 20 years, which is quite a feat in and of itself. And part of it is, you know, obviously relying on your taste and what books you like, but also there's the commercial aspect too, knowing what's going to sell, like keeping the business going. And it's a very interesting discussion in, in terms of photo books because, because no, I mean, (laughs) so little money is made in photo books. In, in art books in general, it's not, uh, you definitely don't go into this business to make money. It's <laughs> Absolutely. Then you can live by it, which is already an amazing result. I mean, yeah. we, we live uh, with Mikamega, so. Right. Uh, this is, you know, it's a, very, uh, it's a very successful story, if you want. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's like an artist living, who lives selling his artwork. For us, Mikamega is, you know, our artwork. Mm-hmm. For so. sure. Oh, and it feels that way, too. I mean, it's really one of the best photo book stores in the world. I mean, just to see the, um, you know, the selection of new titles, the selection of used books. I mean, it's like a, it's a photo, it's like a photo book museum coming oh, into the store. Thank you. I think many things contributed to that. Um, first, going back to the, your first, uh, the first thing you said, um, when we opened the bookshop, nobody knew in Italy about photo books mm. at all. There, were, there was a photo book, actually, a photo book shop in uh, Turin called Agora. Mm-hmm. Then they closed, and so it was only us. So basically, there was no audience. We mm-hmm. had to create our own audience, and this created a very peculiar situation, at least uh, for us, because we had to come up with ideas for explaining these books to an audience that we had to build ourselves. Hmm. Uh, so we started having book signings, which was something that we came up, we came up um, just to you know, find a way to, to get the news on the, you know, on the newspaper so that people would come and uh, meet us and discover the bookshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we started doing very small exhibitions, even in the smaller place. You know, we had really a tiny wall. 
and uh, I remember my mother used to do the cake <laughs> and uh, you know it was really <laughs> very simple um, but starting with that it kind of uh, got us in touch with photographers when they came to Milan they you know they came by and we started to meet people and to understand what what would, what would be a good way to you know to do things Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no, it's amazing because I feel like that's one of the really interesting things with what you guys have done here is that it seems like um, it's such a, a melting pot of interesting people coming through all the time. It's almost like a record store if you like, a, I don't know, there's something very romantic about it in a way. I think music was always a big inspiration. The way we were treating artists, I was used to working festivals and being, you know, hmm. the organizer of concerts. But I think, generally speaking, the way you deal with artists, mm-hmm. for me, like, I don't know, pain immediately or, you know, being, uh, uh-huh. uh, it, it's something that came from my uh, live concert experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of, it was very natural as a, uh, you know, as a way to work. Yeah. And, and also, we didn't know anybody in photography when we started. We had no idea, really didn't know anybody. So I think we approached this world without any bias or any, you know, it was really buying the books you like because you saw the book, not because you know, knew the photographer or someone would have recommended the book. Mm-hmm. It was a very direct way. Uh, and then I remember books arrived home and we were looking at books in the evening. Mm-hmm. and learning from them basically yeah and yeah yeah i mean i feel like that's the amazing thing with photography is that that's how it's it's such a because the book is such an expression uh, like in the medium it's like almost the ultimate expression of a photographer you have these like these final things that you can take home and look at and live with and be with that you can't you don't have in other well maybe in music you do there's that analogy but you definitely don't have it in painting you don't have it sculpture it's a very it's very unique to photography in a way also there's something i miss from these days we had more time Uh to to spend (laughs) with books and uh, it was quieter there were no expectations now of course it became a a job sometimes you don't really look at books old books carefully you live through them you you look quickly yeah you you don't always have the time to sit with a book I mean, the amount of books has been growing so much, it's impossible to look at all books uh, slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then what happens is maybe one of us or a customer or somebody really likes a book and then you go back to it and then you take more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. How, so when you started off, you were talking about this small store that you have. It was, it was 24 square meters, 240 square, 250 square feet. Um, did you have several stores before you moved into this one now? Uh, no, that was no. Uh, no. You had uh, that one for a while. We had that one for three years, uh-huh. and then it's in the same building actually. Uh-huh. Actually, then this one because we were working in the same building, we saw the you know the sign. Mm-hmm. It was saying they were selling this place, and we went and asked if we could rent it, mm-hmm. and they said yes. We moved in. Hmm. You know, exactly three years later. We opened November 2003, November 2006, we moved into this place. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was a big change because, you know, it's much bigger. This is 190 square meters. So it's a 
very big difference. And this has a toilet, which <laughs> <laughs> also made a big difference. A big advantage. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then here we could organize talks mm -hmm. and the first exhibitions, and it became much easier. This is where you have them right now, where we're sitting. We're sitting in, in the, um, it's a beautiful basement. I mean, it's, it's a, a basement, but it's a... Gaspar calls it the grotto. The grotto. It feels like a grotto. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, there's a brick, yeah. <laughs> brick-laid vault. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, the basement. <laughs> we use it for workshops and talks. What were the past, what were the like, past few workshops that you've done? Well, we're doing very few of them lately. Mm. Um, I wanted to have this uh, series of uh, curating photography workshops. And I started um, now, maybe six months ago, with David Company. Because mm. I think that was so, uh, what, what I really needed to organize. Usually I do workshops for myself, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> you uh, want to do it. Because I want to do them. Yeah. I want to learn from somebody. I invite them for a workshop. It has been also my education. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, no. We had Aaron Schumann. That was wonderful recently. Mm, and yeah. that's a tradition of Mikama when we open an exhibition. We do um, a workshop with a, a photographer exhibiting. It's like with books also. You have to explain what you're showing, uh, what it means. And uh, so it's kind of perfect to have the photographer, you know, teaching a two days workshop and talking about his own work and seeing, the, uh, of course, also the work of uh, the students. But basically, workshops for me are meant to get to know the photographer, his background, his inspirations or her inspirations and learn from them. I'm just thinking about what you were talking about with um, <clears throat> how you, the people that you bring in for workshops and to do and to lecture are the people who you're, you want to learn from, who you're interested in anyways. And I feel very similarly with the podcast, with doing this. That's how I've, I feel like I've always sort of um, invited people on is this I get into someone's work for however for whatever reason and then you know you just want to meet them and know more and um, and then hopefully it's a good conversation but that's always been the my barometers can, if you're interested in yourself I can I can uh, I can totally understand it and you can, I think you can feel that so it gives also you know without you know that you know it's you know that you're totally aware of it you have something that you are discovering that you know keeps all these people also together and it's funny because one of the challenges is always um you know you do your research and you could learn about someone in their work or their history or their background but then if you know something you don't want to ask the person about it you want because you want it you want it to be interesting for you and for them so hopefully it just becomes a good conversation and that's all you could really hope for and and that's the best you could you know could get and probably even mikama is a long conversation you know <laughs> in a way absolutely it's flavio us and people who come here all the different influences that we had along the way you yeah. know it's like you always discover something you want to know more you buy the book and then you go to the next one and that's how it works mm -hmm. uh, what does your day look like every day? I wake up at five o'clock. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. Oh yeah, you're an early riser. I'm an early riser. Uh, that's actually my favorite time of the day since ever. Me uh, too. Because it's, you know, belongs to me only. So I actually read or write or sometimes I work. You know, over these 20 years, 
everything has changed so much. I have the feeling I, 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 if I say this is my daily routine, then in two months it will be completely different. And how, and how does the, the, um, the work split between you and Flavio now? Uh, um, so I am the backbone, the organization of Mikamega. So I order books, I know the publishers, I know the artists, I, I would anything that is practical Flavio is not really good at <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are a good team yeah yeah Flavio chooses the books he's the one who sel- does the selection for Mikama so actually he will be the important uh, guy now it's more um, I can choose books myself you know I don't even ask I just order them if I like something I just add it to the order or I change quantities or, mm-hmm. but because we're 20 years now so I you know, I discovered a lot. And then what I do is I decide all the exhibitions, all mm-hmm. the talks. That's on me. There are some things I'm very proud I did. Like I, I think I did the first exhibition by Mark, St- by Mark Steinitz in Europe mm. back in 2011 oh, wow. at the festival. And that was amazing. I remember that came from the Nazareli books. Mm. The, you know, the trilogy had just been released. And I perfectly remember with Flavio talking about that and saying, you know, I really love this work. Uh, we got really passionate about Mark's work. And then we thought, maybe it's too American for Italians. You know, maybe they wouldn't understand it. And then we said, we, sh- we just do it. <laughs> we, we invited Mark, and the exhibition was incredibly successful. People loved it. Mm. And uh, yeah, so it's something that I'm still very proud of. And uh, we did the first exhibition by Gregory Halper and Zezex. Mm. Before I invited Greg, before the book was released. I remember that, yeah. And then uh, he said, you know, I'm, I'm having the book soon, so maybe you should wait until the book is out. Yeah. So we waited, and uh, so we launched the book here, and it, was, it became really famous and successful. Yeah. I must say, over these 20 years, there are so many things we, I'm, I'm proud of, and... And happy of having seen, you know, having met some people or... Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you still get um, excited about? Well, the most exciting thing is to see how it changes over time mm-hmm. so much. I mean, apart from the years, um, uh, I, I don't know, like at the beginning, it was so hard to sell a photo book. And then it started, I think, with Alex Soth. And, mm. uh, the first book that we sold a lot of copies of. Sleeping you know, by the Mississippi? Sleeping by the Mississippi. Really? That was the first book that we really sold well. Huh. That you started ordering not two copies, but maybe 10. You were daring, and oh. then maybe 15, then you reorder, and so maybe 20. And then uh, and, uh, Christian Patterson, we had the headed Packerwood, also was a big seller. Really? Huh. Uh, and... Um, Exciting is any beautiful book that you fall in love with. It's still exciting. Yeah. When something comes, it will be a Mikama. You know, we receive books and then we, you know, they open up the boxes and then Flavio will shout, you should come to see this book. And I run down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we take, you know, we don't look at all books, but we still uh, spend time. Yeah. on uh, some books, really looking at them closely. Mm-hmm. It's still something, it still happens that someone would, you know, stop everything and say, no, this, come here, we should all look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
you were talking before about when you at the beginning how you really um like uh, nurtured an audience and um and that sort of grew do you feel like you who is your audience who like who what are, what are like yeah what are the qualities of your audience okay that also changed over time a lot how uh well in any sense at the beginning our audience was older mm-hmm. so like the profile would be someone over 40 uh you know probably someone who travels so has been in uh, you know so uh, even economically uh richer i mm-hmm. would say so um and older definitely now the audience is very young we have a lot of young people coming and buying and uh, there are so many factors that change the audience not not only you know what is happening in society generally and how photography now is much and photo books are much more into the general culture of art culture i would say you know it's mm. more taken for granted you know, a younger person would walk in and would understand what a photo book is very easily, what a good book is. Mm-hmm. Back in 2003, they had no idea. I mean, you would go to school, they had never seen really a photo book. Uh, so that changed dramatically. And, um, and, um, and also what the area where we are changed a lot. The area. Uh, so that makes a difference because we have a lot of fashion people now living in the area. So now a lot of fashion people or design people come to the bookshop to find inspiration for the work, uh, to buy books. You know, a publisher like Mac, for example, that is really distributing and promoting, really you know, pushing a lot the books they produce. This also, uh, you know, spread mm-hmm. made, made uh, you know it was more for few people before now it's more for everybody the mac like mac uh, was a big proponent in that you think uh, i think so yeah, yeah in the way they yes they, they are really efficient mm-hmm. in the way they they produce distribute uh, promote mm-hmm. books i think among all publishers it's the most efficient i right. know mm. my idea of a perfect publisher it's not <laughs> no it's Julia said, yeah, perfect <laughs> publisher. Yeah, let's hear. Uh, no, it's, it's that. Uh, that perfect moment where you do not too many books, uh, you just get the, you know, y- y- I can feel your character. You, you have an identity that I can really recognize. Mm-hmm. You surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every book is special. Right. There's a, that's a perfect moment. It's like with music labels, really, isn't it's, it? It's yeah. like with labels, and it's also even you could even liken it to to work to I don't know to an artist and how they make work. You yeah. know, I mean, it's a very similar thing. The, the, yeah. Those qualities you're describing are very similar. Yeah, when absolutely. You see I think they are for every you know very different activities also. So it's uh, interesting to see. Yeah. Or maybe even you could even liken it to a like to the quality of a particular photo book. Like mm. what makes like what makes a good book? What makes a good book? <laughs> it's a yeah. very good question. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a way, it's uh, an obvious answer. You know, good photographs first, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, good design, uh, um, and uh, you know, all, all the the paper. All, I must say, now there are a lot of good books because people are much more aware of this, and it's difficult to see a really bad book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's which was more common before. It's like the, the, there's a language. <laughs> there are some things that have been acquired. 
and uh, then it has to be to be a really good book you have to have a kind of a message in the book that is the right now mm -hmm. and I think of Periferique, uh, Buruissa, the book, that book is really good. You love that one? I love that one. Yeah. I love the work. I, I think it was in the perfect moment, how it speaks to things, uh, you know, how it relates to also the issue of collaborating with people, uh, this re stage reality, we call it real fiction. Mm -hmm. yeah? uh, that is very important, apart from the object. And then the object is very well done. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I, I, I think that book is kind of uh, was perfect in the moment. Yeah. Uh, then there are good books for the most different reason. And uh, Mark Simon's book is always, always good. Yeah. There are some works that are eternal and in any moment you just enjoy them. A classic book with beautiful, you know, that kind of object is always a pleasure to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like listening to classical music, you know. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you always enjoy it. And then there's that song in that or that album that in that moment is kind of mm -hmm. the album. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so what else have you been up to? What, what else? Uh, you started also doing. Uh, so so you have the bookshop. You have the gallery space in the bookshop. You do signings. You do workshops, lectures sometimes. Now also you you're also do, you're, you're also representing photographers too. I do. Yes. I do. <laughs> How do you do it all? <laughs> I wake up at five o'clock. You wake up at five o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Now what I'm trying to do is, um, yeah, very simply uh, making my camera a little larger to have people working here mm -hmm. on a you know on a permanent <laughs> basis. We have Eugenio now, who's a very good bookseller. Mm -hmm. He's 25 years old and he's really becoming you know. Um, he could basically ask me anything. I would never let him go because yeah. it became so important for us. <laughs> so it's more a shared project. Before it was only Flavia and me, and now the idea is to work with other people. Mm. And I would like to, you know, to focus more on uh, bringing. My mission is bringing exhibitions of contemporary photography in public spaces, which is very difficult to do uh, as an independent and. Uh, I feel I could I could bring something, so I'm trying to do that. And then, uh, yeah, and then the bookshop would, would, you know, hopefully, younger people will help uh, continuing uh, mm -hmm. the bookshop. Um, I hope I won't work <laughs> so much for many <laughs> years still. And uh, I don't know. And then uh, I like teaching now. Some uh, sometimes. What do you uh, like teaching? I like I like being with younger people and uh, you know having uh, and talking about them. I I feel I um, they give me a lot, and it's very interesting. And, and they need also uh, Mika Mika in a way yeah. because they don't know so much about photo books. You te you like teaching photo books? I I teach um, yeah photo books. Really? Yeah. You have a, you like you teach a class or I, I sometimes teach a class. Like I bring photo books and I tell them why these are interesting. Huh. And we talk about that. Oh, I want to take that class. <laughs> and then uh, it's good because I can bring f physical books. Hmm, yeah. And, uh, and they don't know so much about photo books. That's still something that in Italy is coming, is growing. I mean, now we have pub Italian publishers. Mm -hmm. When we opened the camera, Italian publishers didn't basically exist. Mm -hmm. There was contrast, but there was no good Italian publisher. 
So it was like working in the desert. These had bad sides, but also very good sides because you could be the first one. Mm-hmm. You know? like really bring in something yeah and that was I had a feeling of a mission you know <laughs> yeah uh, now it sounds a bit exaggerated but it had that kind of uh feeling yeah of being you know doing something that nobody else was doing right and and then there's a very beautiful community around the world you know like you are part of the community or jason that we are having right now in the gallery yeah jason well jason fulford who has a show yeah. up right now yeah, the, yeah. Of the new work so all these people i met at fairs and uh, buying books inviting them here and it's really a beautiful community of people they're all passionate it really is and, and it's such a small world when you actually when everyone you know there, there's a book fair and really everyone gathers and sees everyone it's mm. uh I was telling Eugenia before that knowing about this interview, I was, <laughs> you know, looking at something online and I really quickly and I wanted to see when Offprint in Paris had started, you uh-huh. know, which year. So I said Offprint, I tried 2011 then 2010. It was 2010 and someone, there's a video online uh-huh. of Offprint. And it's so funny because you could see the same people, but much younger. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was the feeling of, you know, when you look at the photographs of your high school class. Yeah. Same feeling. Same feeling. You know, oh, look at <laughs> Look how he was young. He had the hair. <laughs> and that is an idea of how the community is. So, yeah. Uh, and people stick with it. People, Because people, I feel like, really do it in the first place because they love it. It's such a... A labor of love. That was my conversation with Julia Zorzi that we recorded in Milan. This episode is produced by me, Jordan Weitzman, and was edited by Aidan McMahon. Original music for the show by Adam Feingold. To find out more about the show and our books, visit us at magichourphoto.org and follow us on Instagram at magichourpodcast. We've got lots of exciting things in the works, so stay tuned for more soon. See you next time. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.